everyone, and welcome to our inaugural episode of our new podcast called Team Performance, Winning Ways for Uncertain Times. My name is Christian Napier, and I'm joined by the true brains of the operation here, Spencer Horn. Spencer, how are you? You know, I am well, Christian. Thank you very much. So good to be with you. It's good to be with you, too, in these crazy times. I mean, we're in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic. And we had an earthquake here in Salt Lake City yesterday. So I guess when it rains, it pours. Do you suffer any damage? No, just a a few things fell off the shelf. And luckily, we were okay here. I know some other people weren't as lucky. And and really, all it did is add greater anxiety to a a population that is is nervous and, and worried about future. And you talk about uncertain times. You know, there's nothing... That that creates more fear than uncertainty, and I think that's one of the reasons why people are are going out and behaving in certain ways to create more certainty, like filling their garages with toilet paper. Yeah, and uh, making it harder to find. <laughs> and uh, it seems to me that uh, well, I haven't gone to the store in the last few days as I'm good for you self-isolating, but uh, it seemed like each time I went progressively more things were flying off the shelves in the stores. So yes, you, I think you're absolutely right. People are trying to find some grounding, uh, something that they can control uh, in these, in these uh, really unprecedented times that we're in. You know, that's completely understandable. And that's really one of the things that we want to be able to to provide to people who are listening to this. How can you create more control and and and, and get back to winning in, in your current situation? Just you know, how do you begin to 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 get focused? Because I don't know about you. Well, I I know what you do and I am talking to people every day that are challenged right now to stay focused, to be productive. Well, I'm hearing exactly what you're hearing from my clients and the people that I work with on a daily basis. And really, that's one of the reasons that you know we're doing this. You and I have talked for a while about the importance of teams and building winning teams. And we've had conversations over time about maybe doing some type of a podcast. And then this coronavirus thing hits. It completely changes the way that we work every day. And we're left uh, struggling a little bit, trying to figure out how to do it. And just over the last couple of weeks, it's been interesting to see, uh, again, the people that I work with try to change uh, mindsets, try to change their everyday behaviors, their habits, and adopt to this new way of working. And so we're just sharing our journey with you, the listeners, and hoping that uh, there are some things that we can share today that you might find helpful as you jump into these new uncharted waters. So where do we start? Uh, You know, I I feel like based on my conversations, one of the first things we ought to talk about is mindset. And I think that it is so important that we are uh, constantly vigilant about how we're thinking and and what we're doing and focusing on, on what we can control. And one of those things that we can control is, is how we're thinking, what we're saying. And for example, I was talking to my sister and, you know, we're talking to people that, that you and I know that run large organizations, uh, government organizations, you know, you work with the, uh, Inter- international Olympic organizing committee, and, uh, it is a, a huge organization. So we're talking about from a solopreneur to, you know, multi, uh, uh, 
national corporations and organizations. But, you know, my sister was, you know, so concerned. She says, I'm, I'm going down immediately, uh, you know, requests for her services were diminishing because people are staying at home, they're changing their behaviors. And, and my first question is, is, you know, what can you do differently? What are the, what can you, you know, what can you control? What, instead of thinking, oh my gosh, you know, why is this happening? What's, you know, what, what are all the bad things that are going to happen to me? Start asking yourself, what can I do differently? Who can I ask for, uh, for help? Where can I go to get some information to, to be able to learn how to change my approach? What tools do I need to implement today? What systems do I need to, to create? What processes do I need to uh, adopt? Start thinking proactively and it will get you in a mindset of creativity and, and thinking. I'll give you one more example. I was talking just yesterday to longtime client and, and friend who is in the, uh, online um, e-commerce business. And I asked him about how things were going. He says, last week, you know, when this all started breaking, his orders dropped by 70%. He's thinking, man, do I, I really don't want to lay people off. What am I going to do? And then almost overnight, they just totally reversed and people started buying. And he's now he's like, how do I keep up? He had to work 54 hours straight. How do I keep up with all these orders? And so now it's a, it's a different problem. How to handle, how, how to handle those challenges. So some businesses out there are in high, high demand and others are, in, are have to learn how to adapt to the new realities. Yeah. And there's some things that you simply cannot control. If government edict shuts you down, there's really not much you can do about that. You're, you're, you're shut down, you know? Uh, but, um, for many of us, uh, life continues on. We, we continue to work, but we have to work in very different ways. Um, you know, one of the things that I, that I've been thinking about is as I've talked to, uh, clients who are not accustomed to working from home is to take advantage of this time that you have to work from home. You know. In reality, working from home can save you a huge amount of time because you're not commuting to an office for 30 minutes each way, 45 minutes each way. That saves you a lot of time. You're not spending a lot of time around the water cooler talking to your colleagues. Um, you're not taking long lunches. So you actually are blessed in a way, if I might use that word, with more time. Human nature in these kinds of crises will often attract us to seeing what's changing uh, every waking moment. You know, so we're looking online at the latest counts of the coronavirus cases that were tested and how many people have passed on and so on and so forth. And uh, you can get lost in all of that. But if you take a step back and realize, oh, I actually have been given more time to do things then you can refocus. And if you can discipline yourself just a little bit, you can see a, a significant spike in your personal and your team productivity. Such good, good observations. And it's really important that when you discipline yourself, you create a system for, for behavior. And this is something that, that works when you're working at home or in the office. And that is just a productivity hack is is creating blocks of time when you do certain things 
So, for example, you mentioned looking at the news and, and, and I know a lot of people are addicted to their, their personal devices and that can be such a productivity drain. Put it down. Stop checking your emails every second. Some people actually manage their day by their inbox. And so create different times throughout the day where you review your emails or you even review the news. Be disciplined about that. Isolate yourself not only from the, from the world uh, contact, but from, from the media, from, from news, and, and focus on what it is you have to do. You need that time. You said that you're going to have more time. You're going to need that time to start setting up your systems and processes because initially you may be having to do things differently and learning how to use systems like um, maybe a, a task management system like Asana or Flow or, or Workfront or Rike, W-R-I-K-E. These are, you know, task management tools where you can actually assign projects and and uh, and activities remotely to teams you can do that on microsoft teams but you may have to get used to using some of these tools like zoom or or skype or uh, things that you haven't used before so there's going to take some time maybe for some of you to uh, figure out which systems are are best for you and how to begin implementing them so you can start to be productive right right now so i would transfer some of that that uh, time that you're saving on the commute to start figuring out what systems and tools you need to do right now It takes time to learn how to use these tools. You can't expect yourself or your team members to become very proficient at them right away. It reminds me of learning how to play the piano. And uh, you can't sit someone down with a sheet music and uh, watch a 10-minute YouTube video on how to play the piano and then expect them to be Chopin or Rachmaninoff, it's not going to happen. It takes time to develop proficiency. And, and so be a little patient. You know, these tools, they are meant to be easy to use and they are meant to have quick learning curves, but they are still, there still are learning curves. So you, you need to give people a little bit of time to get used to these tools and you need to allow yourself to have some time to get used to these tools. And part of that natural learning curve is frustration. Just as piano students become frustrated because they can't play the music they want to play right away, you and your team might become frustrated because you can't do all the things that you want to do with the tools at your disposal right away. But give yourself some time, learn to use them, accept that you will be frustrated. Let your team members know that if they become frustrated with using some new tools, it's totally normal. It's natural to feel frustrated. It's okay. And that frustration will pass as they become more proficient. Yeah, great, great advice. Uh, some other great information that, that that I've learned is that, you know, we live in a society where there are so many choices. And sometimes that can create analysis paralysis. It can cause us to have decision fatigue. So as you're looking at some of these tools, understand that there are so many of them, just maybe focus on on three or, or, or two choices and, and choose among those. But start, use a tool and start with it. You're not going to make a wrong decision. If you, There's some great, great tools out there, but just get everybody on board and using some of these. Now, in order to create 
that discipline that we were talking about, Christian. Let's talk about that, about winning as a team. And a couple of suggestions in terms of uh, of a mindset of, of a leader or team leaders or individuals on that team, create discipline in, in your life. You're now working at home. So the 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 temptation can be like, oh, great, you know, and I can watch catch up on all the soap operas or all these, uh, you know, TV shows and uh, binge on Netflix. Now is the time to get up early to to have the schedule and a designated hours for yourself, just like you would in the office. Additionally, separate out a corner of your house. If you don't have an office, and not everybody does, you know, some some of my clients are using their their children's bedrooms as their as their office. So so be it. Maybe it's a corner of of your of your family room or your kitchen. But designate that as your office. And when you go to your office, dress as if you might go to the office because you're going to be on on screen talking with people. Uh, get in the mindset. Literally putting on the the office attire helps you get in the mindset. I'm I'm going to work, and you want to have that discipline of a normal schedule and have regularly scheduled meetings. As a matter of fact you may need to have more meetings right now to set up expectations because believe it or not, you may think everybody needs to, or should know exactly what, what they have to do. But you as a leader need to set expectations about what is to be done, what is to be focused on and how we're going to communicate, how often we're going to communicate and how we're going to follow up on things. So communication has to increase and figure out which tools are best. And you might have multiple of them. It could be Slack. It could be text. It could be, you know, Skype, as I said, or, or Zoom, whatever you choose, have, you know, those methods available to you and communicate often could be just instant messaging. Um, but make sure that you set those expectations and start creating a, uh, a rhythm of how you're going to work and where you're going to work. I think that's excellent advice, Spencer. Um, I know for my clients, they're, they're, they're struggling a little bit to try to find that new rhythm and it's okay. Um, when you, when you have these tectonic shifts in, in your corporate landscape, it's a, it, it's okay to take a minute to try to regain your footing. Um, but don't spend too much time, uh, looking at the grass, you know, uh, get up assess your situation and then move on. One of the things that I have noticed, Spencer, maybe you've noticed this too, is by having a little bit more time uh, in your schedule because you, you are working from home and you don't have commuting and things like this is you may have an opportunity to kind of uh, refocus and um, try to work on some things that, that maybe you couldn't do in the past that were important, but you felt like you never had time, you know? So maybe um, now's a good time to, to focus on uh, drafting the project plan for your team for this year, or start to work on the budget or um, focus on business development or build that marketing plan. You know, what are the things that you think you could do or that our listeners could do or your clients could do to uh, take advantage of this time to focus on things that should be priorities, but they often 
are pushed to the side because we're always busy fighting fires? You know, there's such great, such a great question. Uh, there's a lot of ways to to make money for an organization. Two of them are cut your costs, and the other one is uh, increase your revenue. And a lot of times, the focus right now in a situation like this is how do we how do we cut our costs? But one of the best things that you can do in a time like this is business development, as you mentioned, to increase your your top line. And that right now, if you're not familiar with LinkedIn, uh, that is such a great way to be reaching out. I'm not talking about mass marketing and messaging people. I'm talking about targeting, connecting with people purposefully and and building trust because during these times, people are only going to work with people that they know and, and trust. And so you can learn how to use that and spend time developing a relationship with people. And it is very, very powerful how to connect with people and start having conversations because people are in front of their computers. So when you connect with them, they're going to be there and you'll have opportunities to have conversations one-on-one, just introducing yourself and developing trust and relationships that will help you when this is over. You will be poised to be in a very, very strong position to grow your business quickly if you learn how to do that. Um, other things you, you you can be doing with your time, maybe in addition to those projects you talked about, Christian, maybe you're uh, an entrepreneur that wants to write a book or you want to be learn how to how to post and, and do a podcast. Maybe you want to learn how to um, uh, do more video content. Now you have the time to do that. And that is something that I think we're going to see more and more people focusing on is, is how do they develop their own talents, certifications, education. Maybe you go back and get that, that degree. Uh, this is a great time to be, to be learning and increasing your ability so that you're upping your game for when the time comes that those, those uh, skills that are, are called upon, you'll be ready. You know, it's interesting, the LinkedIn thing that you talked about, it kind of struck a chord with me. Yesterday, we had this earthquake here in Salt Lake City. Yeah. What's the first thing that everybody did aside, aside from um, trying to find a doorway or a table to, to get under? The first, I don't know about you, but the first thing that I did is I started reaching out to family members. Yeah. Hey, you guys okay? Everything all right? And you and I even texted, we were, te- Hey, what's going on? That's here? right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and, you know, so these are, I think it's important in these challenging times to reach out to their, your, to your network and just check on them and see how they're doing. Yeah. It's, it's not at this point in time, it's really not about sales or marketing or building right. revenues or things it's like this. Rapport. It's about building relationships uh, with people that you actually care about. And um, it's a bit of karma. Those things typically come back around to you after after a while. When times start to improve, you know, uh, I think people remember those who they felt cared about them. And so it's a good time right now to, as you said, reconnect with people and just check on them and and see how they're doing, make sure they're okay, see if there's anything that you can do to help them. 
So, and I want you to talk about a situation that, that happened with one of your teammates at the IOC, but before we get there, how do you do that virtually and meet regularly like you would in the office, have coffee breaks or whatever kind of break you would normally have together online. Don't just do it individually. Meet with your team, have an excuse to just be together even if it's uh, not talking about work. Last night, I I work with a bunch of young men that are 14, 15 years old, and we can't meet face-to-face. And so what we did is we got on Zoom for an hour. We played a game together. We just figured out how to do this uh, interactively. So there were six of us on this, and it was a blast. We had so much fun. So we're going to do it next week with this, oh my goodness, I keep forgetting the name, but it's this... uh, uh, this game that is a is, is a survey that we can answer on our phones. <laughs> now I've forgotten it, but we're going to do it on on Zoom, and we're looking forward to that. But find a time to just be able to have a break and get together. You were talking to me about two people that have worked together for eight years, and one of them there in England just decided to kind of share with the other one what what he was doing. Do you want to? Because I think that's a great way to to further the relationship that they had never done before. Uh, yeah. So the 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 short story is basically this: we were on a on a conference call, and uh, one gentleman was in his home in the UK. We had a couple of people who were in their homes in Switzerland, which is where the IOC headquarters are. And uh, somehow the the question came up about some about vegetables, growing a garden. And it turns out that uh, two of these individuals, one in the UK, one in Switzerland, both have an affinity for for gardening. And because we're all virtual and people are working on their laptops with their webcams on their laptops, one of this person in Switzerland, she she got out of her chair and she walked out of her house to her backyard and started showing this gentleman and all of us her vegetable garden and all the things that she was growing there. And it was actually a great moment and uh, helped solidify relationships. It was, it was really, really a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry. We take so much for granted sometimes when we just meet every day and things are regular, but now's the time to, to maybe connect at a deeper level. That's right. And I actually think that kind of takes us to maybe one of the last points to cover bef- before we hit up on our time. Uh, when we have this, these massive shifts, it gives us an opportunity to hit the reset button. We can look, we're forced to do things a different way. So we have an opportunity to change. And when things are normal, when they're the same, it's difficult to change because what you're doing is comfortable. Um, But we're now put in a position where we are not comfortable. And when we face that, we realize that we might need to change some things. So when we talk about making lemonade out of lemons, here's an opportunity to start to do things differently. You've got the perfect excuse. I don't want to call coronavirus an excuse. That's probably not the right word, but it's you have an opportunity now to take a look at how you've done things and do it differently and do it better. I think you have a responsibility. And one of those things that we can do right now is show your employees that that you care, invest in them, 
train them. You can do so much coaching and development and training. Uh, I'm working with companies now. You, in the beginning, you talked about how our businesses have changed. I do a lot of consulting and speaking and uh, retreats and strategic planning face-to-face. And all of that has 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 gone away face-to-face, but we have shifted it online and we're doing trainings for 60 people at a, at a time all over the United States. So there are ways to, to re-engage and really lift your people up. Show more flexibility. There's going to be interruptions and collisions when people are working from home. Kids are going to be running in to the office perhaps. So make sure that you are allowing for that and, and, um, just just allow your people also, not only are you going to meet with them regularly, but give them some space and develop them, invest in them. I know that this situation is not comparable to the 2008 uh, recession. However, one of the things I think applies is those organizations in 2008 that continue to invest in their people and uh, take a forward-looking approach, knowing that that recession would end, came out of it so much stronger and so much further ahead than those that retrenched and and buried their heads and said, oh, you know, the, the sky is falling. Yes, this is this is a difficult time, and we have to make some very, very difficult decisions in order to survive. And it is, for many people, a survival I know that there are organizations out there right now that need what it is that you have as a leader to give them. What we have to give them, teams teams are going to need more help to survive. Reach out to experts that that you know. And uh, if you need help, reach out to both Christian and I. One of the things that that I do at Altium Leadership is is just this. Help teams to perform at a high level, whether they're remote or face-to-face. And you can reach me at spencer at altiumleadership.com. And uh, likewise, people can reach me at cnapier at gp4.com. That's gpfour.com. Thank you, Christian. Great to be with you. We're going to make it. This is going to end. We're going to come out on the other side. It'll all be all right. Yeah, we'll come out. We'll come out stronger. Yeah. Thanks, Spencer. Thank you. 